Boom. Good morning. Good morning. On today's podcast, I have special guest, Dennis Berry. Dennis is a life mastery coach and has been working with people worldwide for over 15 years. He is the author of the best-selling book, Funky Wisdom, a practical guide to life and host of the Funky Brain podcast. Dennis has been sober since April 8, 2003, during which time he became a successful businessman, athlete, and family man. His journey in recovery helped him find his mission in life which is to help others achieve inner peace and success. Have a listen. Have you ever had negative thoughts in your mind that you aren't good enough, that you'll never be successful? If so, you're not alone. I've had those thoughts playing in my mind ever since I took the leap to become an entrepreneur. It's a dirty, dark secret that no one likes to talk about as the glamorization of becoming an entrepreneur is shown in the media. I realized that in order to succeed, I needed help. We all do. So I decided to go all in on myself, spending thousands of hours in the trenches, reading, joining groups, listening to podcasts, hiring coaches to develop a bulletproof morning routine for success. Join me on my journey as together we build our morning fire to ignite our lives as entrepreneurs. My name is Jeff Wickersham, and this is the Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs podcast. Welcome to the show. I am excited to have special guest Dennis Berry on the show. Dennis, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jeff. What an awesome, inspiring opening that is. I mean, like, who doesn't get jacked up when you see something like that? <laughs> Thank you. I, I truly do, uh, truly do, do appreciate that. So I'm pumped up to get into our discussion. I think it's so relevant with the time of year that we're going live, recording, and then then releasing it. As I always do, I love getting into state before we get into one of these discussions. So we're going to do three power breaths, and I define a power breath, breathing in through the belly, up through the chest, and we'll raise our, our hands above our head. So let's go ahead and breathe in. And out. Good. Another breath in. And out. Final breath in. And out. All right. Now we're going to amp up the energy. I'm going to go three, two, one, and we're going to yell boom at the top of our lungs and pound our chests in three, two, one, and boom. Boom. There you go. I appreciate you. Appreciate you playing along, Dennis. And nothing can be done without energy, excitement, and enthusiasm, right? Nothing great can be accomplished without those. So I always love amping up the energy level. So I am a 100% without a doubt believer that your foundation is how you end your day and start your day, right? Those, those bookends, as I like to call it. So what are one or two things, Dennis, that you do first thing in the morning that sets you down that path towards success? Uh, exercise and mindfulness. I mean, those right off the bat is, it, it's so important. If I wake up in the morning and I grab uh, something that in, invokes fear and insecurity and anger and stress into my life, that's the way my day goes. If I wake up and I pump excitement and positive energy, love, mindfulness, and awareness, that's the way my day goes. Like I have a choice. And so uh, I used to wake up and get stoned and have a, have a drink. And that's how I started my day. And it didn't get me far, as you might imagine. And I did that for 15 years. And so I wake up and I, you know, I used to use drugs and alcohol to, to um, alter my mind. And now I use meditation and exercise and eating well and exercise to alter my mind. I love a couple of things you said. One is you have a choice, right? You do have a choice. And so many times we give up that choice and you have a choice right when you wake up in the morning, hit the snooze button, not hit the snooze button, do something that enriches your life, gives you energy, 
or do something that takes you down that, that other path. And I would say so many times people are ending their day and starting their day looking at their phones. And when people are doing that, I've got two words for you. Good luck, right? Yeah. Because you, you are filling your mind with that negativity and you're at the beck and call of whatever the feed, the algorithm is, is feeding you if you're jumping on social media, for example. So love that, love exercise, love mindfulness. Meditation is a huge, uh, I'm a huge fan of meditation as well. So love how, how you start your day. So this is such a relevant to topic as we turn the page into 2022 addiction, right? And, and alcohol, you mentioned alcohol and drugs and, and you spending 15 years kind of in that, in that hole of, of, every day waking up and starting your days that way. So uh, if you would just, just describe to the audience a little bit of, of background. And then I know you had a, a moment of sobriety, what 15, uh, I think it's eight, is it 15, 18 years ago um, where, where you've been sober ever since. So we'd love to hear the backstory and then let's get into some real world examples and strategies that people can use to, to help themselves. Sure. Yeah. You know, this goes back to when I was five years old and my grandmother said to my mother, he worries like a little old man, hmm. you know, at five years old, already full of the worries and securities and fears of the world, uh, just like all of us. You know, it's really the human condition. It wasn't confined to Dennis. But what happened was I never developed any healthy coping skills on how to deal with my human condition, my fears, insecurities, heartaches and how to manage life. And then fast forward to 15 years old, I take my first drink and I was like, you know, with that sense of relief that I don't have to feel that way anymore. I don't have to feel anything anymore. And how awesome is that? And so uh, from there, you forward another 15 years of uh, DUIs and arrests and car accidents, broken relationships, finances, health problems. And then I was 31 years old in 2003. And um, I reached this moment where I just couldn't drink anymore. I couldn't live without alcohol. And I couldn't live with alcohol. You know, that's that that point where some people call rock bottom. And I didn't know how to uh, to cope with life. So, uh, you know, the reason most people fail in sobriety is that you remove the harmful behavior, which in this case is drugs and alcohol, but we don't replace it with healthy behaviors. And two days later, life kicks you in the balls because that's what life does. And uh, I have no skills. So I say, screw this. I'm going to drink because that's what I know how to do. So, uh, you know, being sober or not drinking or doing drugs. It, it's not a not drinking contest. It's about growing up, looking the world in the eye, being a responsible adult and learning how to cope with my uh, human condition, basically. Gotcha. And so, so take us back into 2003. What was the trick? Like, how did you get to that point where you said enough is enough? Take us through the situation. Was, was it something happened to you? And you just said, I, I can't do this anymore. Take us back to that. Sure. You know, in, in 2002, November 15th, I was in a, I, I live in uh, Colorado and I was coming down from the mountains one night, November 15th, 2002. And I had about a gallon of whiskey that day. And I uh, was coming down uh, for those that know Colorado coming down I-70, there's uh, um, Idaho Springs. And I rolled my truck three times doing 75 miles an hour. Wow. And I somehow landed on my wheels and that uh, saved my life, kept me from rolling into the Clear Creek, which is the river that flows down I-70 there. And, um, uh, you know, I, I got in trouble, obviously, and I didn't die, but I had blood coming out of my head and it was a you know major catastrophe. And I uh, said, I'm never drinking again. 
And then I continued to drink for another six months. And finally, I lost my job due actually to that accident, events from that. And, uh, you know, the, losing my job at that point was really like a big blow to me because I was really proud of where I'd gone to, even though I was a mess and really gross at the time. But uh, that day, April 8th, 2003, uh, my girlfriend came over and I had a girlfriend at the time, which was amazing because I was really not in good uh, condition for any relationships or any anything like that and uh, she just looked at me I, I fell asleep in all my clothes I peed my pants I was a mess the man you see here today is not who I used to be you know it, it, it took a long time to become who I am today and she looked at me and she said well this isn't gonna work and I just started crying and I said I can't stop I don't know how and, you know, she got online and back in the old days, the old dial up Internet connection. And I, <laughs> and she got me into or she, we, she found a, a rehab facility and I was in there two days later and I've been sober since. And, you know, again, let's go back to what I said when I started this rant was that it's not a not drinking contest. I had to learn how to live differently. I didn't have a drinking problem. I had a thinking problem and I didn't know how to cope with my thoughts of fear, insecurity, heartache, how to, how do I succeed in life? All those things that I see other people doing seemingly easy, uh, but I don't know how to do that. Right. And so I had to ask for help, which I always say is a really so important. Asking for help is a sign of strength, not a sign of weakness. If you don't know how to do something, if you're stuck in life, whether it's an addiction, a relationship problems, health problems, financial problems, how to start a business, write a book, whatever you're your thing is you want to do, if you don't know how to get there, ask questions. And, uh, you know, since that time, uh, I had a lot of growing up to do, uh, a lot of learning how to live day to day and be honest. And, you know, some things that are just normal things that we learn as kids and teenagers that I didn't pick up on. And, uh, and eventually I, I did. And what I do now, because it was a long road of reconstruction for me, is that I've dedicated my life to helping other people do that so they don't have to struggle as long or as hard as I have to. No, I, lo- I love that story. And I, I love the line asking for help is a sign of strength. And I feel like, especially from the male side of things, many times we think that is a, sh- a sign of weakness, right? The bravado, no, I can do it all myself. And, and we don't ask for help when we truly need it. And that continues to spiral downward in whichever direction you're headed, whatever you're, you're doing, uh, back to, you know, alcohol and addiction. So I'll be completely transparent. My twenties and thirties, I was probably a weekend alcoholic, right? Where I drank to get drunk to maybe Thursday, Friday, Saturday, spent my weekends in a haze, regret, feeling crappy, all those pieces to it. And it wasn't into my early forties where I finally said, Hey, when was the last 30 days I went without alcohol? And it was like 24 years. Um, and I feel like definitely in society, it's like the norm now to get off of work and have a drink or Fridays, I'm done the work week. I'm going to have four or five drinks, right? And, and it's just such, I see it. And you correct me if, if you see it the same way. It's such a crippler to growth because you're numbing the pain. You're not keeping it close to you to, to have it inspire you and motivate you. You're, you're numbing up where, where you're at in life. Yeah, it certainly can be that. And, you know, let me clarify is that I'm not mad at alcohol. 
I think alcohol is actually great. You know, it's like it, it kind of removes you from whatever the monotony of life or care, boredom and worry, as some uh, groups like to say. Uh, uh, it, it takes it takes a it gives a little levity to life. And that's great for people that don't abuse it. I don't I didn't have that power of control. I I, I never had a drink. People are like, well, you want to have a drink? I never had uh, anything. I had uh, a case of beer or a fifth or an, an eight ball or an eighth of weed. Like I never had uh, anything. I, I'm not good at moderation. Okay. So um, I just wanted to clarify that. And, you know, and since being sober uh, in almost 19 years now, it's like, I've been to every Island in the Caribbean beach parties. Uh, I currently live in Mexico actually in, in paradise. And uh, I can go anywhere on the planet that anybody else goes. And I don't have to be afraid to drink or, uh, people are afraid to, to drink around me when they know I'm sober. And I'm like, why? Uh, I, I want you to live your life. We're all, you know, just enjoying our days. So, you know, if you can, if you want to blow off steam after work and go to happy hour and have a drink, that's fine. Uh, if it's causing problems and stop. And if you're having problems stopping, then ask for help. So, uh, but yeah, you, you, the one you, what you said was truly accurate. It's like, if I'm drinking to cover up feelings, that I have, that's the problem. Because uh, my my thing was like, I don't know how to feel. That that was my problem. So when I, uh, and, and another thing we have to watch out for is cross addictions. And that's what I deal with a lot. It's like, I'm gonna stop drinking, but I'm gonna get stoned. I'm gonna stop getting stoned, but I'm gonna watch eight hours of Netflix. I'm gonna stop watching Netflix, so I'm gonna watch porn. I'm gonna stop watching porn, I'm gonna scroll on my phone mindlessly for six hours a day. So those are all uh, distractions from feeling and from accomplishing my goals at a high level. You know, when I hit a wall and I don't know how to proceed, I turn to a distraction and then I feel like I'm getting something done. And then a week or a month or another year goes by and I'm still in the same spot and I don't know how to get out of it. Right. Right. So I, I, I know you touched on not an alcohol problem. You didn't know how to actually adjust or, or put a, 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 good habit in place, right? Replace that. So what are, what are some tips, strategies that, that people can leverage to, to do that? If it's alcohol, if it's porn, if it's whatever, right? How are, how are some ways that they can go about starting that adjustment and rewiring of, Hey, I, I'm hitting a wall and all of a sudden I go to porn, right? When, when I have that, or I turn to alcohol, how do we rewire so it's a, a true long-lasting equation, right, that, that they can run with? Yeah, and beautiful. What a great transition into this topic here. Rewiring. Because, look, we're driven by our subconscious minds, by our subconscious thinking. So, uh, you know, our conscious mind is the mind of intent, right? It's the mind that says, I'm not going to drink today. I'm going to, uh, here's my to-do list. This is what I'm going to do today, and I'm not going to drink. And my subconscious mind says, let's go to happy hour because that's what I've been programmed to do. So I end up at happy hour, right? So in order to uh, undo that, it takes a little bit of time. Like I said, for 15 years, I programmed my mind to cope with my human condition, my problems, my whatever harmful habits I was doing with drugs and alcohol. So it's going to take longer than a week or two uh, to undo and rewire, reprogram, like you said, our subconscious mind and uh, it goes deep. So our subconscious mind does good things too, right? Like we brush our teeth. So when we wake up in the morning, 
we just go brush our teeth. And why do we do that? Because when we were three years old, our parents said, brush your teeth, 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 every day for days and days and weeks and months. And now we just do that. So it's the same thing with our harmful habits and our harmful belief systems. So we have to go in and rewire that. So when we get sober, it's like, let's remove the harmful behavior and put healthy things in its place. So like you said, uh, we have to come up with a specific plan of action. And that's what I do as a coach. We know when people okay. say, what is life mastery? Well, I quit drinking. And that's the addiction recovery piece of the coaching uh, that we do. And then uh, I want to master every area of my life. And we have ways of figuring out like what areas need the most tweaking. But uh, probably usually there's like, I need to improve my health. Well, one of the mistakes I hear all the time is, uh, uh, oh, it's okay that you stop drinking, but keep smoking. It's okay. Now that's ridiculous. Why would you do that? The best defense against cravings, overcoming cravings and uh, avoiding triggers that hurt you is a healthy immune system and a strong body. And how right. can you do that when you're pumping smoke and sugar into your body all day long? So we really need to take a look at the whole picture and then become a complete person. So to answer your question, that was the long way, is we start implementing, uh, like you said, healthy routines. So when I wake up in the morning, if my routine is to go uh, grab a beer and, and smoke a joint, guess what? How, how's life going to go? So now we uh, wake up in the morning and we, we start doing healthy habits, diet, exercise, watching or reading something productive, useful and inspiring like this show and uh, and moving in that direction. And then the other thing is a real organization. So uh, like I mentioned to do list earlier. So we need to have a to do list, a calendar put together. What am I going to do tomorrow? before I go to bed tonight. So when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to wake up at six o'clock. I'm going to exercise at seven. I'm going to eat breakfast at eight. I'm going to go to work on this, this, and this. Cause if I don't know where I'm going, I'm going to end up someplace else. So we need to get organized and focused and we have a better chance of success. No, I, I love that. And what I heard kind of in that theme is being very intentional, right? About what we're, what we're doing. And so many times we just play defense. And we let life dictate to us what is happening. And, and that's why I would say anxiety and depression are all time highs, right? Because we are, we are letting life just dictate to us what our needs, wants, stresses that are coming into the world are, 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 are just dictated by playing defense. And the other piece is, you know, you mentioned life mastery. And one of the things that I've found is so many people believe it's a destination, Right. And it, the, there's no destination. It's just an always ever evolving process. And when you shift that mindset, it's incredibly powerful because then you're not, oh, I, I just want to get here. No, just just fall in love with every day being the best version of yourself. And it's an incredibly powerful. It is. And that was really well put. And it's like we don't have to do these things to improve our lives. We get to do these things to improve our lives. So it's really a shift in our mindset and how we view the world. And, uh, you know, if, it, if I view it as a chore every day uh, to get up and do these things that are going to improve my life, then it's going to continue to be a chore, you know, and there's definitely a period where we need to see a, a little bit of progress. Sometimes we have to, you know, wait a week or two or a month or two or six before we start seeing some really massive changes. And that's where a lot of people fall fail because we lack patience 
We live in an instant microwave world. We want everything now. As soon as I make a decision to lose 20 pounds, I want that done by tomorrow because I have shit to do. And if it doesn't happen, we revert back to our own thinking that we know subconsciously because our conscious mind doesn't want to do that. But our subconscious mind brings us right back there because that's where we're comfortable. Our subconscious mind doesn't know good or bad, right from wrong. It just does what it's programmed to do. And I programmed it to deal with my insecurities, fears, and heartaches with unhealthy coping skills and behaviors. So, yeah. it, I mean, it just takes a little time and, and accountability from somebody who's not emotionally attached to what I'm going through to guide me through the process. So, so, so true. And I would say the other factor is what we're fed from a society perspective, media, right? I, I just heard on, I was listening to sports talk radio yesterday and it was one of the ads was lose 40 pounds in 40 days. Like, come on, it, it just, it doesn't happen. <laughs> Otherwise you're starving yourself and you're going to just yo-yo back. So, uh, you know, limiting those data inputs from the outside and knowing it's going to take time and knowing it's going to be a process. They're going to be difficult days. You're, you're setting yourself up for success rather than that lofty vision of the dream of seeing yourself there and thinking it's going to be a, a, a yellow brick road that's going to be easy and you're going to hop along it as you you go along your journey. So, 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 so true. I had did have a comment come in. I'll share it. Thomas said, appreciate. Awesome. I appreciate telling your story. Love the comments on power and control. People do not realize that drinking, how it's numbing them. Yep. So, so true. Thomas, appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you commenting. So Dennis, I've loved this conversation. It's so, so relevant. So where can people find you if they want to connect, get in the Life Mastery series, all of those, those pieces to the puzzle? Yeah, the very best way is on my website, which is dennisberry.com. And from there, you can schedule a free session. I would love to talk with you. And like you just said, there's Life Mastery School by Dennis Berry there. And it's a series of free videos that anybody can come watch. We're about to upload even um, workbooks that go along with it. There's a series, there's four series currently. One of them is addiction recovery. One is meditation and mindfulness, which is of course integral, which we didn't have time to talk about yet, uh, but so important. I even have guided meditations. What is mindfulness and meditation? How can it help us? Um, I have a series on health and wellness and marriage and relationships. And you can buy my book and uh, just uh, come and say hi, check it out. Awesome. Dennis, I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you, Jeff. I enjoyed it. You're a great host. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Have an amazing rest of your day. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Get after it. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs podcast. You now have the knowledge, but without action, knowledge is useless. Choose to act. Choose to step into your greatness and unlock that hero inside of you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review so more entrepreneurs can hear this message. If you absolutely love this podcast, which I hope you do, then share it up with someone you know who might see benefit from it. Become that beacon of change and together we can impact the world.